Welcome to Quarantine Good, the only podcast that judges how you've been spending your time. Uh, I'm James Hamilton. I'm David Twighty, and we're the two guys who are going to decide whether the things you've been doing during quarantine are actually good or quarantine good. We have a fantastic guest for you this week. Very uh, excited. This is a he's a he's a dear friend, a very funny comedian. Uh, it's Rohan Padje, everybody. What's up? How's everyone doing? Thank you guys for having me. This is this is such a wonderful concept for a podcast. And I, when you asked me to do it, Twitty, I was like so excited. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, I have. And like you're like, okay, so like some topics. And then I like just was like, great, I have all these things I've been doing. <laughs> well, how's the how's life been treating you lately? How are how are you dealing with things? Like, I mean, we're coming out of the winter. How, how has that treated you? It's been, dude, I like, I, I always forget how much this transition of seasons affects my mood. Like, if you had asked me a month ago, I would have been like, well, the world is burning and we're all going to die. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just holding on for dear life. And then like spring rolled around. I got like my first dose and I'm like, oh my God, this is like. There's so much I'm excited to do so many things and I'm looking forward to actually going to the movies and stuff because most of my pandemic has been spent watching movies. I'm going to go someplace where I'll actually pay attention to the fucking thing. <laughs> Dude, totally, totally. And I'm I'm also uh, here's here's what I've been I I'm going to I've, I never did this before the pandemic, but I'm going to start doing it after the pandemic. Going to the movie theater just like super duper high because I, I just it I find I can't believe I waited till a pandemic to watch movies high and it was so much better. It's so much better. It's so much more enjoyable. It's so much more fun. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for you. I've been on this tip since fucking high school where it's like yeah. we're <laughs> smoking weed yeah. and then going like, hey, you know how this feels? What if we did? a movie with this uh man what i saw when i was in when i was in like uh when i was like in 11th grade i saw the movie the descent you ever you guys seen that one it's just i haven't seen it but i know it yeah it's a super intense movie about like a bunch of people it's like a bunch of women who are like recreational spelunkers and they get trapped in a cave because of a cave-in and it's like already this is a fucking nightmare like they're like we have to try and find another exit we don't know if there is one and then there are like flesh-eating goblins down there <laughs> but i saw that movie stoned as shit and then afterwards i ran into my drum instructor in the bathroom <laughs> like i was just like completely wrung out emotionally and so stoned <laughs> that was the first time when i was like this guy knows I'm high, and I don't really know why that's a bad thing, but... <laughs> oh, that's great. I got very... Uh, probably in high school, maybe in college, I got very into going to movies and concerts by myself. Not high, just going by myself, because mm -hmm. it felt like such... It, it felt way more enjoyable to go, and maybe this is my own anxiety, but I just wasn't worried about whoever I was with and what their experience was. I just was like, all I'm doing is focused on this movie right now. And I got very, like, this was always just like the, a fun thing that I would do. When I lived in New Orleans, I uh, was on like a local commercial that they started showing in the movie theater. Oh, shit. And I went to a movie by myself 
and they played it. <laughs> and the person, the people on both sides of me were losing their mind <laughs> because they were both like, you know, double, triple taking at me. And one, and the, the lady next to me was like, is that you? <laughs> and I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it, you're not crazy. <laughs> James, let's all go to the lobby, Hamilton. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, but I think there's something particularly like it's cool to get recognized, but there's something particularly sad about being in a movie theater by yourself <laughs> watching yeah. this commercial because it's like, do you not have someone to enjoy this moment <laughs> they with? Think like, that what you're is there this for thing? that? Like that? That's <laughs> yeah, you that's... came out to see the premiere of your commercial. <laughs> you yes, don't have and... anyone who will come with you. That would be so funny if you just got up and left afterwards. You'd be like, all right, well, that was it. Thank you. Or if no one says anything, and then you just give a standing ovation at the end of that. <laughs> just a one man yeah if i left right afterwards and just was like that was me I'm like kind of a whisper not really you know you just like hang out near the garbage can after the movie's over hoping people will remember yeah. you like, oh commercial guy yeah i never wanted to answer too many questions about that commercial because uh it was for a gelato place <laughs> but the if anyone asked any questions, they would quickly learn that the gelato that we were eating in the commercial was just mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, because it holds its shape, but still looks like gelato. Um, yeah. But I'm the only person in the commercial that has to take a bite. <laughs> so as soon as they ask, <laughs> and they're like, wait, but didn't you eat it? And I'm like, yes, many times. Like I yeah. ate these like like room temperature mashed potatoes for numerous days. I was just trying to... Think of Mr. Gelato Head something, but I don't know. I don't think that's anything. It's actually just Gelato Heads now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they took away Mr. Gelato. He's just Italian yeah. Mr. Potato yeah. Head. Yeah. <laughs> it says you don't have like you can't put like on a mustache. It's only like a white and stuff. Just it's just the most. Ada stereo. All right, I'm not gonna go that far. This is a terrible no, thing sorry. to say about a great culture of people. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's I'm but sorry. it's a gender neutral thing to say about uh, that is a troubling thing. <laughs> so. so there's like a super offensive doll that's a potato, Mr. Potato Head knockoff, <laughs> yeah. called Mr. Gelato Head, and then that's the thing that they decide to change. They're like, yeah. we're going gender neutral <laughs> on this like racist doll. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Rohan, I'm excited. To hear what you brought to the show, um, you tell, tell us about it. All right. So, uh, Twitey, you've also done this recently, but I did it at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I watched all eight Saw movies, and then I watched Wait, all... hold on. There's more? <laughs> That's yeah. Not... Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll explain the origin of everything, but yeah, I yeah. watched all eight Saw movies, then I watched all six Resident Evil movies, and then I watched all eight Leprechaun movies. Uh, <laughs> We're talking, wow. this is like roughly 36 hours of entertainment at this point. Yes, absolutely. I did it with a group of friends. Like we have like a movie group together, but it all originated with my friend Adam, who's like obsessed with Saw. And the, I don't know if you know this, there's a new Saw movie coming out in May that's uh executive produced by Chris Rock. Chris Rock wrote the story for it. He's like the starring in it. He's like the lead in it. Had you seen any of the movies before? I had seen the first two. I know. Sorry. I'd seen the first three. And I remember 
being like 20 or 19 and seeing the third one. And I was like, this is too gross. I don't want to watch the rest of these. Because uh, the first two, like as a teenager, you're like, wow, look at the twist. Yeah, wow. This was like really entertaining. It makes you think about uh, what constitutes a murder and what doesn't. You know, you're dumb. You're a dumb 16 year old. And so I had seen I had seen them. And then during the course of the pandemic, uh, we as, as like a group watched it because I was like simultaneously trying to get more into horror movies because I never was a big horror movie person. And it's like one, the one genre of movie. Oh, I relate to that so much. The attempt, the attempt of trying to get into horror movies where I'm like conceptually, I love this genre. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I have like never fully gotten into this. Yeah, uh, it's like a thing you have to push yourself to do. Totally, totally. Like I really had only seen like Us and like Get Out and like maybe oh, and I saw like a couple of M Night Shyamalan movies, and that was like my background. That, I mean, that's sort. Of, I think that Signs is a horror movie. I think that right. I guess Sixth Sense too. And The Village is the the single most laughable movie. Well, it's the young adult Media. novel Running Out of Time by Margaret Peterson Haddix, which I read when I was, like, in middle school. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's the same exact story, is that? I just I just remember seeing The Village uh, at whatever... I, I wasn't very old when I saw it, but in scene one, they're moving through this old-looking graveyard... But if you just read the gravestones, you'll see that it's modern life. So yeah, it gives itself right. away in scene <laughs> one. <laughs> the gravestones are like, here lies Daniel Johnson. He was electrocuted. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he died of the internet. <laughs> like, yeah, this right. Is weird. Exactly. Like, this is very yeah, odd. This person died in 9-11, <laughs> 2001. They died. And you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe this is a different 9-11. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. So you you hadn't watched many movies, and you you had seen Saw before. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I also recently went through all of the Saw movies, and she had seen the first three because it was like a thing that she and her friends did, where they came out every Halloween, so they went to like the first three, and it's like the same story as you, where it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? after yeah. that <laughs> yeah but now we got time and uh so what what did you think of that series so okay so it's it's like it's bad but <laughs> it's also <laughs> that's like that's the first thing it's bad but it's also fun because it's it's such a weird portal into like the years between 2000 and 2010 and like how like our culture has sort of like evolved politically and like socially and stuff. And uh, the traps are really fun. Honestly, I enjoyed that part yeah. of them. The morality of the movies are. It, it just... is like such dumb guy philosophy. It's like boondock yeah. saints shit where it's like, what? Like you said it before, like, what is murder though? And like, yeah. who is, who is really justified in, in their life or whatever. And it, like yeah. that concept gets very flexible. Yeah. And the, and the, some movies take themselves more seriously than others. And I love the movies that take themselves so seriously. Like the first, like the first three kind of take themselves like incredibly seriously and they end up being like the most fun. 
because because of that and they like lean into that philosophy and like everyone is in the trap for a reason one they do drugs two they're homeless you know the crime of being homeless (laughs) yeah as the movies go along it gets like his his justifications keep getting thinner and thinner like there's a guy in the sixth movie where it's like you need to quit smoking yeah (laughs) yeah and in the fourth movie the main protagonist is a cop and He wants to put him through a series of traps because he cares too much about his job, whereas everybody else doesn't care enough about their life. And that's why he puts them in the traps ostensibly. But this guy, he cares too much. And it's just so funny that that is like what constitutes like intellectualism in like Bush era America, because those (laughs) movies are like they definitely thought of themselves as like smart things. It is like as a product and and that is like what these movies are as they go like because the consistency in low quality is pretty remarkable throughout the series yeah. but like they are such a 2000s era thing yeah and then that was like you know i was a teenager and like in college during that time so you like see like the music video at like the lincoln park ass music video cuts that the movies do and like someone's in a trap and then it's just like cut 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 and like the the lights are flashing like in a in like a disturbed music video kind of way and that was very fun for me even though these movies are bad does that make sense so here's so i'm interested to have this conversation because david has seen these and i have seen None of these. And a big reason why I have seen none of these is for exactly the reason that you just said. (laughs) I saw the trailers that was just like Lincoln Park-ish music set to like like grotesque amounts of blood. And I was like, I'm not gonna watch that (laughs) that Mm -hmm. takes two hours like that's Mm -hmm. such a long time that i'm supposed to commit to this thing that's already made some suspect like soundtrack choices like it it always just felt like a parody of itself that was unaware that it was a parody of itself yes and i can't think of like a more quarantine level (laughs) right this is like what you want during like a time where you're trapped indoors you can't see any of your friends or your family or anything and you're just like what's something that seemed pretty stupid and i would like to confirm that over the course of you know whatever 12 to 14 hours (laughs) what makes this so specifically quarantine good is that its primary virtue is its sheer volume where it's just like Okay, there are eight of these. And I will say this in their defense. They pretty much all clock in under 100 minutes. So that's something I appreciate in a movie. One thing about these movies is that Jigsaw is basically magic. Uh, In the sixth movie, I counted. He kidnaps like 15 people in the span of an evening in order to set up this trap but it's like all right Mm. pulling off 15 flawless abductions in one night seems really difficult like just for how time consuming it would be yeah and then like locking them up and then putting them in these things and then making sure these things work however they do sort of justify it by showing jigsaw the on the cover of like architectural weekly yes, or he's something. an architect which has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with any of the stuff that he's doing really like wait this is just a way of them saying 
Jigsaw is a genius. Yeah. To me, it feels like uh, I, I'm, I might be like making these movies smarter than they should, than I should. But that feels like an Ayn Rand thing to me. Isn't that like yeah. where it's like he builds great buildings? He's a great architect, and he's uh, he's come to make sure that you're enjoying your life properly. Right. Exactly. And because he the his origin story is that he had cancer and then he tried to kill himself uh, by driving his car off of a bridge. Uh, but something stuck like like I guess like a, a road girder like went through him and he had to pull it out. And he was like, only when I pulled it out, did I realize the value of yeah, life. He pulled the girder out of his body oh, and then he no. was like, this rocks. I'm going to do this to other people. <laughs> yeah. And it's just oh. like the ideological inconsistency of the movie is is just so appropriate for the pandemic too where every single day you feel like you're hearing different news about the pandemic here's what you're supposed to do here's what you're not supposed to be doing here's half the country not following the rules whatsoever here's a here's our here's like another part of the country where like uh, that, that, you know, like is doing everything properly and it's just so chaotic. It like just reflected this time as well. I, th- I want to play a game. Why are you not wearing two masks? Did you not <laughs> yeah. hear the recommendation from the CDC? <laughs> yeah. I have a soft spot for bad guys who have such a poorly thought through backstory that are just <laughs> yes. like a paper thin backstory. Like I felt like that with Thanos in all of the Marvel movies where I'm just like, hold on. If you stopped for even one second and thought through this theory that you've developed, (laughs) you would certainly not see the world this way. But the Saw movies are also like one of the things that's admirable about them is they didn't, I mean, sort of, that might not be the right word, but like they didn't make that first movie going like, this will be a franchise with eight installments. So like, they yeah. start out with these character, like this one character, and they just keep adding backstory to him as it goes along. And they never like, they never fully retcon or change anything. They will like try to trick you, but like they're still just making it up as they go along. Like why this guy is like this. I think in order. To place this on the board, though, I do need to hear a little bit more about Resident Evil in particular, because it is the one that I know the least about of all of these. The Resident Evil ones, they're honestly like not nearly as entertaining. They're just the plot of those movies and the continuity is like, okay, uh, is that uh, there is a lab. There's a I forgot what the name of the company is. The Umbrella Corporation. The Umbrella Corporation. Great name for great name for an evil corporation. That is that is a good name. And so the Umbrella Corporation creates this sort of virus that uh, they unleash onto the world that turns everybody into zombies. Mm. And Mila Jovovich and uh, a bunch of other people, some cops, some not cops, uh, like are basically spending seven movies trying to defeat these evil zombies. Is it clear at any point like what their business model is? Because this doesn't seem like it would be profitable. (laughs) (laughs) We turn you into a horrifying monster. Yeah. Oh, I think so. At least the initial plan was that they would uh, release this and then release an antidote. But the thing worked too well 
So there was no opportunity to release an antidote. Psychotic plan. (laughs) Yeah. That is so risky. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is like a very like one-to-one. This is just like a survival movie. Like they're all just like you're in a zombie apocalypse and you're trying to survive. And they're cool explosions. And uh, they're not that cool, to be honest with you. They're really bad special effects. Like the horrible, horrific CGI, horrific special effects. Like... It's they're just seven movies that are so unmemorable and like forgettable and they have like no like like the Saw movies are at least trying to have like some point about individual responsibility or some dumb shit. And it's it's like funny to like poke fun at at least the Resident Evil movies are just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Just Mm. like, oh, uh, we need love to survive. Like, okay, just like, ah, look out. Yeah. (laughs) Raw. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Right. No, that's like that's what it is. And then. It's like based on the video game, right? And so, like, which is always oh, a that's good, the problem. That's always a good start when you're like, <laughs> we have to like, we're gonna at best we're like coming up with like Easter eggs for people who played the game. Like, do you remember when there was a Doom movie starring The Rock? I think where they're like in the trailer, they like showed the first person viewpoint where it's just the hands, yeah. and it's like, well, this oh looks terrible. That sounds like. The least fun viewing experience that I have ever heard. So this is this is why it is. This is why both those movies and like the third. This is why like all three of those series ends up being fun and like why it's a good way to watch horror movies is like watch franchises like these with other people because like the best movie experience I ever have had is watching Get Out in a movie theater because everybody in the movie theater is reacting to things in real time mm-hmm. on the yeah. screen, right? Like. Every twist, every hilarious moment, every like jarring moment, the audience is just like on their feet, like out of their seat. It was great. And so when you're watching these movies and you're watching Resident Evil, like you're watching with like six or seven other people, they're just all shitting on the movie. They're all laughing. It's all stupid. And if you're watching with other people, that's what makes the movies fun. You're like, they're very stupid. And uh, you would never do this under normal circumstances. But because like, it's it, it's a genre I'm not used to watching it with other people and like them reacting kind of takes away the stupidness of it a little bit or enhances the stupidness yeah. of it. I'm 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 with you with the viewing experience with other people. I think that that changes the dynamic of these movies greatly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing The Ring in movie theaters. Like mm-hmm. in high school, maybe I, I don't remember. I but I was pretty young, and I remember watching it, and just like everyone was so terrified and like screaming yeah. in the movie theater yeah, that right. like it was really scary. And then yeah. seeing it like years later by myself, I'm like, this is not as scary as I remember. Right. It's a beautiful movie, though. I saw it when I was 14. It scared the piss out of me. I was like, yeah, I was too, like man. doing that thing where I know that like a jump scare is coming. So I would like focus on like one corner of the screen so that I didn't get like yeah. the full force of it. So I, I, I get that. But when a movie is bad, I like actually bad. Like it sounds like these resident evil movies are. Yeah. Yeah. They're not good. I struggle to sit through the whole thing. Where I'm just like, it feels different even than watching an episode of bad television where I'm just like, even 90 minutes of a, of like clowning on a thing, eventually I'm just like, damn, y'all spent so much money on this. Like you could have spent this money any other way. And this is kind of fun, but like it's also bad. 
but this is the thing and this is why it's quarantine good for me it's because you're you're already in the slog a, a quarantine is a slog it's 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 you're alone all day you're or you're with your coworkers and whatever that like can be that can be bad and then you're with a group of people going through like a different kind of slog together it almost feels like poetically perfect to like go through them and that's how like the resident evils were and the leprechauns were too but like at least leprechaun was funny like hilarious but like the uh, the Resident Evil felt like that, where you're like, all right, well, we committed to watching all seven of them. We're going to watch all seven of them because that's what we said we were going to do. This is the only thing we have control of in the quarantine. Were all of those theatrical releases? Like, I, I feel like that has to have gone straight to DVD yeah. at some point. No, no. All of them are theatrical that's releases. Wild. The, oh, my God. Dude, the last one, uh, like, people died making the last Resident Evil movie. <laughs> actually died yeah like stunt like stunts going yeah oh stunts going God, horribly really? wrong yeah yeah it's brutal like stunts going horrific or maybe it's the second last one i forget but like stunts going like horrifically <sighs> wrong like people like losing arms and oh shit like, it's, like yeah it's it's for a movie that like internationally made a lot of money but it's just like also like so uh <laughs> utterly meaningless at the end of the day they're just like by the seventh movie, they're like, we actually didn't make a movie. We just started an actual disease company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we started a real umbrella corporation. Right, right. And it also felt like appropriate because it's like, oh, the disease that wiped out humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. Well, I mean, you got to be watching that going like, Whew, I'm glad that COVID didn't turn all these people into like horrifying mutants with like yeah right exactly super long tongues and stuff yeah. really puts it in perspective <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this could be so much worse uh, also like i like these kind of movies because it, because it is like you're put in like a traumatic situation and, and it's like oh how do you respond as like a, as a society or as people and the difference in like the resident evil and saw movies is that the resident evil it's like a little bit about like we're the last humans left we have to you know do the right thing all the time we're making sacrifices for one another blah 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 whereas the saw movies everyone just behaves as irrationally as possible <laughs> in every <laughs> single scenario so at the beginning of quarantine there was this a huge spike. I don't know if you all remember this. There was a huge spike in people watching like different apocalypse movies, specifically like virus specific movies. Contagion yeah. was like they're like that yes. like hit Amazon like right after the pandemic. Yeah. So I was part of like a uh, a team at my work that interviewed the people who made all of those movies and wrote oh, nice. a bunch of these like virus pandif- pandemic fictions as well. And one of the things that we asked was just like, why do you think people are enjoying this so much? And they were just like, I think it's because there's like a clear beginning, middle and an end. I think there's like, there's like a safety in being able to watch this chaos because you know that in 90 minutes, in a hundred minutes, it's over and it's going to present you with some type of resolution that like you you don't feel like you're about to get in the real world whatsoever and as you're talking about this that's the thing that is the most appealing to me is just like utter batshit chaos <laughs> for mm-hmm. 90 minutes knowing that at the end it will somehow end and with some type of resolution it also is just like reflective of how like 
it, it, all the movies are like kind of reflective of how horrible our culture is too which like feels just so appropriate in the pandemic too <laughs> but that when i said earlier that i was like intellectually i'm into horror movies mm -hmm. that like as pieces of art and very much in theory mm -hmm. i'm like oh yeah this tells us something about ourselves <laughs> and about our society and whatever the bad guy is and whatever scares you it tells you something about yeah. it but it, the thing about the like leprechaun is like no <laughs> this, this isn't telling us anything is it no those are straight up b movies those are like straight up like b movies uh, the the appeal of Leprechaun is Warwick Davis. He is amazing as a Leprechaun. <laughs> the dialogue is horrible. It's the role <laughs> he was born to play. Honestly, he like it's so funny. He like crushes it in every yeah. movie. He, I mean, they're all horrible, right? Like that they don't give him good lines to work with. They don't give him. There's no consistency over the course of the movies. They all are like individual. It, it, just like the Leprechaun does everything too. He like smokes weed. He's like mm -hmm. what? Yeah. In the, well, I think it's like the fifth one is Leprechaun in the Hood and Ice T is yeah. in it. He plays a character named Mac Daddy Onassis, which is one of the only yeah. things I remember about that movie. <laughs> he has a giant like black exploitation fro in the beginning of the movie. Like it's 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 wild like how stereotypical they make his character. But yeah. but the the wow. Leprechaun wow. smokes weed and he raps in that movie. I mean, the guy yep. he's he can do it all. He's a triple threat. Except I don't know if he can dance, but he can he can act <laughs> and rap. He can't really dance, but in like when he's rapping, there are like these two like uh, strippers holding him up like while he raps, and so it's like a kind of a funny visual. That's the triple threat. That's the third thing. Right? Who says the third threat. threat has to be dancing? It could be being able to explode out of a guy's <clears throat> penis, which he does in another one of them. That's what I'm saying. That's that. Well, yeah, that's the ultimate superpower. James, imagine <laughs> you die, okay, and you are all your body's strewn everywhere, okay, and whoever has murdered you is like, I fucking hate James Hamilton. I'm gonna pee on James <laughs> Hamilton. You need peas on you. But what he doesn't know is that your essence. <laughs> from peeing goes right into that yeah, guy's dick. Yeah, travels up the street. And then he he is just he just finds a woman. He's so happy with what he's done. He finds a woman to have sex with. They go bet into the back. They start having sex. He gets a boner, and then bam! Guess who shows up? James fucking Hamilton <laughs> out of the guy's penis, <laughs> killing him instantly. <laughs> have we checked? the age of the people who wrote this because this sounds like the plot of something i would have come up with in middle school like the like the idea that we're like oh man if that guy even says one more thing to me oh i'll fucking i'll fucking explode I'll fucking, out of his penis i'll explode out of his penis man <laughs> it's like, you say that to the guy and you're just like trying to come up with something on the fly and then afterwards you're like why did i god damn it <laughs> why did I say that? Everything's a He's weird like, yeah, guy. why don't you step closer? I'll tell you what's up. And I'm like, well, I'll explode <laughs> out of your out of penis. Your and shit. everyone laughs at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, the, his superpowers run the gamut from being able to explode out of some guy's dick to if you throw shoes at him, he has to try and clean them because I guess that's like a leprechaun oh, trait. I love that, shit like uh, that. Like you just need to like 
clean the shoes because that's part of his essence or something. So in the first movie and the last movie, like they distract him by throwing shoes at him. And then he's like, oh, no, I have to clean these. And then they run away. There must be that must be rooted in something. They must have like at least looked up Leprechaun and like an encyclopedia so. to come up with that. I love shit like that. I love like weird lore like that. Like how you know how vampires have obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Like if you yeah. like spill anything on the floor, they need to count it before they do anything. That doesn't right. come up. That and that was much, a leprechaun's but... thing too. Yeah, his gold, his gold. He needed to count every single piece. So like they would give him his gold back, and there'd be a hun- there'd be only ninety nine instead of a hundred pieces, and he'd be like, "Well, I have to kill everybody now. There's only ninety nine instead of a hundred pieces in here." And it was like, I guess very funny for me. I'm always more interested in how these movies got made, and who's in these writer room writing writers rooms and who like made these choices and how they felt about them than I am about the actual movie. Like I want to know who was just like, no, 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 no. There's a real folklore like thing about the shoes we can make. And everyone's like, that's a great (laughs) idea, man. Like I'm more interested in that than the actual movie. So except for the first one, all of the leprechauns are straight to DVD or video or like whatever it was at the time. And like the last ever one. Oh, except for one other one, which was like a WWE production. What? Uh, what? Yeah. The w- that's the worst lep- one, leprechaun <laughs> because because there is no leprechaun in it. It's like a like monster and you barely get to see it. And it's like it's horrible. Is Hornswoggle it's, it's, in it? Did, is this a Hornswoggle vehicle? Yeah, it's Warn. It, yeah, it's Hornswoggle. He's the leprechaun. <laughs> I mean, that's like it's again the role he was born to play. But what? <laughs> like, you can't just replace Warwick Davis like that. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Well, Warwick Davis said he didn't want to do it so, anymore. <laughs> now that's rough. <laughs> you six. are in trouble when he's like, no. <laughs> He's like, we've gone too far. Listen, the one in space where I exploded out of the guy's penis, that was one thing. But this is ridiculous. So I am interested, Rohan, in where this goes on the board. Because I have my thoughts I'm gonna. Here. I'm taking a look at the board right now. I mean, this is obviously like just by its nature quarantine good just because like just because you're like watching these with your friends on zoom i think that right there is like are you gonna keep doing that after this is over probably not no here's my question for both of you Mm -hmm. is this worse than tiger king um no no tiger king is like the worst tiger king like is just I'm sorry, like, I watched in one episode of Tiger King, and it's just, like, it's just, like, animal cruelty, and, like, it's animal cruelty, the show, and, like, uh, these characters who inhabit this world that's just all revolving around animal cruelty, and just, it's yeah, it's just, like, a weird, like, like, I can't, I I can't get, like, wrap my head around that, because it's a real-life thing. Uh, so I would say it's better than Tiger King. We've talked about how like everything that was like enjoyable about Tiger King could have been cut down to less than two hours. Yes, but but I do think that there were some actual enjoyable parts 
of Tiger King. But there's some cool yeah. parts in Saw too. Like you gotta like mm-hmm. yucky stuff, I guess. But there's a part where they just do like really gratuitous open brain surgery on a guy, and like that that part's pretty gross. I like that. Well, so here, let me pose this question a different way then. If we were not in a pandemic, mm-hmm. would you have been more likely to watch? Well, this isn't going to work because Rohan yeah. only watched one episode of, of Tiger King. So I'll ask David, would you be more likely to watch all of Tiger King if it came out or sit down and watch all of the Saw movies? Definitely the Saw movies. Yeah. So that's less quarantine good. I feel like I feel like if I feel like if someone was like, "Do you want to do you want to like watch all the Saw movies like at any old time?" I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds like a fun project. Let's do that." So, okay, all right. Let me ask you this then, as we're sorting through this. What I'm seeing here is, we also have firmly in the middle of quarantine. Good, we have reality dating shows. This feels comparable in nature to that yeah so we agree to that um yeah i think so i i'm Mm -hmm. still like even having defended this by saying that i would watch these movies just because i love trash i uh am inclined to say that they're still worse than eating 24 cans of almonds yeah (laughs) i would i would say that (laughs) i would say that that that, uh, very true especially when you throw in the other two series too like especially resident evil i've only seen the one movie but it was barely a movie it was like it was like 80 minutes and it felt so long so that's the that's the next question here is what are we writing on the card because that will are, are we writing watching all the saw movies the leprechaun movies and the resident evil movies because if we're writing those that goes lower for me than the yeah saw the, movies. No, i think we should just write the saw movies because i think that that is like the main one okay i think that's that's fine I, I i can i can get on board with that i would still put that i mean i would still put that like yeah i would say that's between almonds and tiger king i i think that reality dating shows are uh better than this <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, and they're and, and I are they aware of themselves? The reality dating shows? The reality dating shows. Are they playing to the camera a little bit? I mean, these are all produced entertainment, so I I guess I don't yeah. really know how to answer that question. My frame of reference is the people that I know who are very into reality dating shows. And mm-hmm. they all have an awareness of the genre. They're both fans, genuinely, and then right. also self-aware of how they're being played by the genre, kind of. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's like wrestling. Yes, which yeah. I like Just love. The I yum, yum! Give me yeah. that toilet water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm, it yes, tastes exactly. so good. Okay, so here I can agree. That this is not as good as eating almonds. All right, it is better than Tiger King. Okay, yeah, I think that I, I can yeah. I can live with that. That that feels right to me. I can also live with that. Yeah, I think that's a great place to put it. Rohan, where can people find more of you on the oh, internet? Oh yeah, 
Uh, listen to Love About Town. Our uh, me and Kanice, we have a dating, sex, and relationship podcast. It's a very fun one. Uh, and then also Rohan Potty, a cool guy on Instagram, and I am Rohan Cool Guy on Twitter. Yeah, this was so much fun, guys. Thanks for having me. So glad that you were here. Thanks for thanks for joining us. That was a, this oh, is yeah. this is one of the most quarantine good activities that anyone has brought. Uh, yeah. I feel oh, yeah. like yeah, this shit sucks. You're gonna you're gonna wake yeah. up chained to a post for this one. <laughs> yeah, chained to your radiator. Why do you keep watching these movies? <laughs> I yeah, I feel like we've had a few times where people have brought us things, and it's like, no, this is like objectively good. Like everyone mm-hmm. thinks that this is good, and this one, I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're gonna look back no. fondly on this. Yikes, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh if you if you enjoy this podcast please uh like and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your stuff that's supposed to help it would be really cool if you would do that uh it, you can follow me on twitter at twitey t-v-e-i-t-e you can find me at the jam ham uh and you can tune back in next week we'll have a, another great guest and another questionable activity Quarantine Good is part of the Authentic Podcast Network. Please like and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and tune in next week. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.